welcome to Life and Business in Flow. I'm your host and the mentor to creatives, Kate Adamo. I created this podcast to share about the challenges in my life that led me to running a proactive and sustainable business on my terms. I've always been guided by my intuition and what feels right, and I've never done what they say you should do. I've always done it my way and with authenticity. We'll talk life, health, boundaries, business, brand, finances, worth, and everything in between. Because when we get clear on the foundations and value ourselves, we create not only a sustainable business, but a life that flows. And I want that for you. Thank you for being here. It means the world to me. Well, hello and welcome to today's episode. Now, I'm actually recording the episode today on the second birthday of the podcast, which feels very surreal that, um, that it, well, one, that it even started because I had a lot of challenges in my life personally around the time. And a lot of that was with mom and her health and it was, um, pushed back. And I, I launched at a time where I was, you know, I was quite depleted and it was one of those things that I thought I don't have the energy to give, but here we are two years later, um, with I think about 13,000 downloads and I'm very, very grateful for that. So I just want to touch on that briefly. Thank you. Uh, it's a big milestone for the podcast and there's a few changes. Well, mostly just with the graphics and covers and maybe slightly with direction coming in a couple of months with the release of the, uh, the brand refresh, but getting on with the episode for today. So a lot of you may or, or may not know that, um, prior to being a mentor, so I've been a mentor for five and a half years. I was in the interiors industry, predominantly property styling, um, dabbling in a few other bits and pieces. And I had a small business for myself here in, in Queensland briefly, and then moved to Melbourne and, um, worked my way up from freelance stylist to, um, I think the role was sales manager and head stylist or something like that for a large styling company in Melbourne, which was uh, an incredible opportunity and experience. So I've had, um, a fair bit of exposure to the property styling industry and have been supporting clients for the last five and a half years in the industry. And, you know, this business didn't, didn't plan to be started in this way. It happened really by chance one day. And it was something that I just felt was, was a bit of a gap in it. And, um, and I needed to start it because the industry is a really, really challenging one. And while I do still support a number of property stylists, obviously the business has, you know, meandered and grown into lots of other different avenues, but property stylists still hold, you know, a place in my heart because I know just how challenging the industry is, um, what you go through. And I just wanted to today, I guess, just share a little bit briefly on what I'm seeing and to just to support you guys in, in what's happening. And I think to help you maybe have a voice that's hard for you guys to have, um, on your socials or maybe with your agents, because it's a fear of losing work and being judged and, all of the things. And I've, I've wanted to record an episode about this for some time, but it's obviously just, you know, time and place and when it just feels right. And I think it does at the moment, just especially with where the economy's at and that there are some shifts and changes and maybe a few less properties going on the market in some areas and a number of properties probably not reaching the price that, that was hoped, you know, and it's, it's, it's different everywhere. Like I talk to people all around Australia and there's some patches that are still going quite well and some that are slowing and, you know, everything in between. So, so today I want to talk about just a few of the challenges that I'm seeing in the industry. And I guess the biggest one, and it's been one that's been around, like I've been a part of the industry or supporting it for just over 10 years now. So I've been around it for a little while and 
understand its 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 challenges. And I think one that hasn't gone away and has, has probably gotten worse as time has gone on is pricing within the industry. And that can be for a number of different reasons. And and sometimes it can be obviously to try and win work. Sometimes it can be a lack of confidence. Sometimes it's a lack of knowledge around that. We need to really change and that we need to understand. And I think agents also play a big part in this. And they're also sometimes the gatekeepers to your business. And I'm not going to say it's success or failure, but you know, largely they can be responsible for the work that you're getting and sometimes the prices that you're getting if you're not confident to stand in that. And it's, you know, it's, it's a bit of a tricky episode for me today, like hard to sort of articulate this and to get this out there right. And, you know, it's, it's not to all agents or all stylists. There is people doing incredible things across all industries, but there's also some that are making it harder for themselves and others, and maybe some not knowing that they're actually doing that. So with the pricing, I guess, kind of starting there, I'm seeing that there just be this almost like a race to the bottom of I can't win the work or I'm not getting enough work. So I'm just going to do it for less. Or I've had people over the years say to me, you know, I've just started my business. I'm going to come in with lower prices. And then once I start getting some work, I'll raise them. Firstly, good luck with that. And secondly, um, you're actually doing the industry a huge, huge disservice. So everyone starts differently. And I started, you know, quite small as well when I was dabbling in it. And, and that's fine. We can still start small and have the furniture in, you know, our spare room, our garage, you know, our parents shed, wherever it might be, a small storage unit. But our pricing shouldn't be based on where we store our stock and the size of the business. It needs to be based on the level of work that's involved, the level of steps involved in the process, the quality of stock that you have, and the value that you are giving to your vendors and to your agents. And so, if we're starting out or if we're, you know, lack of confidence or we're really nervous about our business and where it's going, and if we just keep reducing the price, it's going to be detrimental to the whole industry because there are a number of professional stylists out there that have been doing this for, you know, three, five, eight, 12, 15, 20 years. And the real costs of running a styling business will blow some people's minds. Like I think people see that it's such a high profit business because you might be charging three grand or five grand or eight or 12 grand here or there, but it's not the case. Like I work with a number of different creative businesses and property styling is by far the most expensive business model to run in the creative space. The cost of the overheads, the staff, the logistics, the stock, the insurances, and every little bit in between that would probably make some people sick if they saw some of the numbers inside of that and what needs to be turned over to even pay yourself. So I think there needs to be a lot of, you know, compassion from vendors and from agents when they're getting prices and just not always being, you know, trying to reduce it because it's a lot of money or I could go and do it myself. It's not like that at all. It's it's such an intricate business that just costs so much money to run and to actually go and find all those pieces of furniture, to have the know-how and the creative talent to be able to source those pieces that are going to come together for your house. Like that's a skill in itself to be able to source it, to actually be able to find it, to get it delivered, to build it, to store it, to transport it. And all of those things are such a huge, huge part. And stylists will know that it is an incredibly expensive part of the business. And stylists are going out of their way to buy the most beautiful pieces to make vendors' homes incredible. So it's not something that we need to be reducing the price on because it's something we could go and do ourselves. 
and you know, I don't need to tell, I don't need to tell you stylists about the, uh, you know, everything that you're doing and the cost, the cost of it all, you all know, but it's more for, for outsiders that, that might be listening to this to start to understand a little bit about what's happening in the industry. And so the, the main point, I guess I wanted to get across with the pricing is that if you're not confident in your pricing, thinking you need to reduce the price to get the work, or you're just starting out and you think you've got to start with a cheap price, you're actually causing a huge impact on the industry. Because if you're going to agents saying, I can do it for this price because you don't have any overheads. And then they're putting it back on the businesses that have been around for a really long time and have the overheads and have invested and have done everything right and have done the hard yards. They can't do it for that price. It's not worth lifting the roller door or starting the truck. It just, it doesn't physically make sense. And so you're actually having an impact on all of the businesses that have worked hard and done the right thing and have been there and pioneering the industry for all of these years and absolutely working their butts off through blood, sweat and tears. And I've seen it and I've been there and I've seen just how hard it is and and what a low profit margin business it can really be. And so one thing I've done is in, in supporting the stylists I've worked with for the last five and a half years is to really get clear on their figures, to understand that we do we really like look really deeply at the expenses, at the sales, at the real costs, at setting budgets, at average prices, at what tweaking prices, like what impact that makes. And we get very clear on how we can actually pay you because I've seen some horrible stories where people have been a few years in and they're not paying themselves yet, or they're paying themselves 20 or 40 or 60 grand a year. And, you know, it's like agents are thinking, well, they're earning all of this money. So, you know, of course, you know, they're, they're, um, they're charging all this money. Of course, they're going to be making all this money, but that is absolutely not the case every time. It's the first few years are the hardest and it's the time where we need to be standing strong in our pricing and, and valuing the work that we're doing. And I think a lot of this I've seen, a lot of it comes from confidence. Not a lot of the people that are stylists, obviously predominantly, you know, the styling industry is women, not all, but predominantly females who may not have come from a sales background. Maybe it was, um, you know, I've seen some come from nursing or retail or teaching or, you know, wherever it might be that you've come from, maybe there wasn't those sort of sales skills there or that, that confidence. And there's obviously a lot of people pleasing can be involved in that. And when it comes to then having the confidence to go to an agent when sales and pricing and selling yourself isn't something that you've had a lot of exposure in, it can be incredibly daunting. And that's where the agents, I feel to, to some extent, have taken advantage of that. Not all, there are some incredible agents out there that that do, you know, support the industry um, and, and are amazing, but I, I have seen it. I have felt it. And, you know, I was lucky to have had a sales background. So I was able to sort of push back a lot when I was in the industry, but I know that for a lot of women, that's not the case. And agents are sort of dictating the price. And I think, does that come from their own lack of confidence? Because why is there such a rush to get it on the market? Why is there such a need to look like you're having a win for your client because you got the stylist down on price where that three or $500 that you're trying to take off every job is the difference between them maybe paying themselves or not, or being able to hire staff or being able to, you know, to get better stock for you. Because if that three or $500, you know, times a hundred or 200 or 300 jobs a year, like that's death by a thousand cuts. And that is detrimental. And that is what reduces an income. So if you're an agent and you're listening to this, I, I want you to stop looking at 
what is the cheapest price that I can get for my client? Because in what world is the cheapest the best? Um, it needs to be looked at from what is it this, that this home really needs? What is it that this vendor values? What is it that the market is seeking at the moment? What is it that like we can do to make this house look absolutely incredible to get it sold quicker or for more money or to get it sold in a really tough market? It really needs to be going after the best stylist for the job and not pinning two stylists against each other to try and get the cheapest price to, to look like I'm the one that had the win. Look at me. I got it cheaper here, go with this one. It's the cheapest. It's not doing you or your vendor like the justice that it needs and the property, the justice that it needs. So like, I don't want it to, you know, to come across too harsh. And as I said, there are some incredible vendors out there, but I've heard some really horrible stories over the years of things that agents are doing predominantly to women and a lot of standover and a lot of bullying and a lot of really gross, um, behavior and the way that they're sort of handling these situations, um, with women or it's, you know, just the stylist or just not a lot of respect. And I just think it's, it's, it's 2023. Like it's, it's got to change and stop giving away pricing. Like stop, stop saying to your, to your vendors, it'll be three or it'll be four grand. It'll be whatever, because you think it was, that's what it's going to be because it was last time. It's not always the case. Like no three bedroom home is the same as the next, unless obviously we're building the same with the two, you know, the same two side by side, which is pretty rare. So each home's got to be based on, you know, the size and the scale of the room. For example, a, a master bedroom isn't always a master bedroom. Sometimes it just has the two bedsides. Sometimes it needs a bed head and art and, and rugs and uh, an ottoman and maybe a chair and a console. Like it can swallow up so much more furniture. So let the stylist do their job, please. And let them quote it on what the property needs to bring it to life. And let's stop trying to leave out a bedroom or two at the back to get the price down because that, whatever it is, five or seven or $900, like whatever it might be for that, everyone's going to be different depending on their stock and, um, you know, where they're located. It's just, it's a bit underwhelming and it underwhelms, um, in photography, um, when, when potential, um, you know, buyers turn up at the property and it just leaves it flat. Like if we're going to do these things, let's just do them properly. And for the sake of that, let's call it seven or $900. Like what more do you get on the other side of that by someone coming in and just loving the property from front to back, not front to three quarters of the way back and then being completely underwhelmed. So I think it's like, you know, in your best interest as an agent to have the property looking incredible front to back, like not trying to reduce the price because that will mean that, um, stylists have to take pieces out because it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to do it at that same price. It's an incredibly expensive business model to run. So that's, I guess what I wanted to share a little bit around the pricing, but you know, and there's a little bit there around for agents and for stylists, but if you are a new stylist and you are struggling and you don't know what to charge, please reach out because it's a really tough industry. There's a lot of stylists and stages out there. A lot have left the industry in the last year. And I predict that a lot more will in the next couple of years, you know, with the economy just being that little bit harder. And it's not a business that we can just, um, you know, treat as a hobby and, and it to last and not burn you out or you'd be working for free. And I don't want it to be something that you think, and I've heard this so many times as well, and it breaks my heart, but I love it. I don't need to earn a lot of money. What is it that all these women fought for all these years to hear women say that? Like that kind of breaks my heart. So we're not here to be rich and millionaires. We're here to um, value our time and our worth and, and our clients' outcome. So I really would love to support you in that if you are feeling lost, because um, that's something I'm incredibly passionate about is 
women not working for free, women not breaking themselves for other people and people pleasing that they actually run a successful and sustainable business and earn what they're worth, deliver an incredible product, don't feel like they're always scrimping and saving to try and make it work because the prices keep getting pushed down and wondering if it's actually worth it because they'll get to a point where a lot of stylists will just go, you know what, like I can't even dictate my own pricing or I keep getting pushed back on. There's no point me doing this anymore because there's not going to be any money in the business for anyone to stay in. And just going back, sorry, I know I've jumped around a little bit today, but sometimes I, you know, it's something I'm pretty passionate about and I'll, I'll start on an area and, and just go down that road. But going back to like the real costs, like I don't think that some people know that like the, the costs that need to be turned over, sometimes it's 30, it's 60, it's 80, it's a hundred grand a month for a business to be sustainable and sometimes to even pay the owner a minimum wage. It's incredibly expense heavy in the terms of logistics and warehousing and the cost of warehousing is sickening and has gone up significantly. As with logistics, I've seen that change so much over the last few years and pricing, um, fuel and all of those things, uh, including staff and all the insurances and the insurance that stylists need to have is crazy. And that's just the, you know, the couple of the key factors. There are so many little bits and pieces and intricacies when I go through the expense forecast with stylists. So, but the good thing is like I am, I am seeing a shift with the, with the clients that I work with in, you know, in pricing and a lot of them holding firm. And that's why a lot of them have still got really great sustainable businesses because of the work that we've been able to do together. And I'm very grateful that they've come to me because as I said, a lot of women, you know, they say to me, I love what I do. I love styling. I'm so passionate about it. I'm passionate about property. I'm passionate about the real estate industry. I love delivering incredible results for my clients and, you know, having, these amazing results and celebrating with, with the vendors. But the issue is around, you know, money and, and sales and all of those things. And they're holding firm and they're starting to, you know, one by one change the industry. And I want that to be something that everyone's doing in the industry. They have confidence in what they do. They, they know how to sell their service. They know how to have boundaries. They understand why they're pricing it that way. And not just because they, you know, got a quote forwarded from an auntie that had a property styling job and they based it off that price because that price might've been based on completely different stock and a stylist that didn't have a lot of confidence in what they did. And that can start to bring the industry down. So it's looking to those that you know are doing a great job on socials. And if you get stuck, like talk to some stylist that you respect, maybe they're in a different state. They might be able to help you with that. Reach out to me, like just connect if you are struggling, because that there is ways that we can change the industry, but it starts with each stylist owning their worth and valuing themselves and having confidence around that. And I know you'll be thinking, but we've got to pay the bills and, um, you know, where's the money going to come from? Well, I've seen plenty of stylists that have increased their price over this last year or two and even this last few months and they're still booking work. So that fear is coming from a lack mindset and that's a deeper issue that maybe is something that that you have um, experienced, you know, in childhood through different careers, um, listening to things from a, from a partner. Like there's a lot of lack and fear comes up for women and, and that's a huge, huge thing and something that I've done work on in my life and, you know, I'm supporting women with at the moment because if our pricing's coming from that place of lack and fear and we're not enough, like running a business is always going to be hard for you and other people will always dictate it. So something I wanted to, yeah, just touch on briefly today. And there's so many things that I could talk about, but I just wanted to touch on a couple of the, the most important things, which is pricing agents just 
give your stylists a break, love them for what they're doing um, because they're such an important um, tool in the tool belt of getting a vendor's property to market and getting an incredible result for both you and the vendor and looking at confidence in sales and what we need to do within the industry because we need to, you know, come together and really build it up and not be tearing this industry down because we want it to, we want it to survive. And it's a, it's an incredible industry and, and there are people out there that are making money from it, but it is getting harder and harder with the flood of new stylists coming in with the lack of confidence and not sure how to price it. It is bringing the price down everywhere, which is making it hard for the, for, for, you know, existing businesses to survive. And we don't want that. We want everyone to survive. Um, so I guess it's, it, you know, it may be a little bit quieter this next few months. So just looking at what you can, can do there. And maybe it is to spend this time, um, looking at what you can do with your mindset or money blocks and getting clear on the services that you're offering. It's, is it, um, getting clear on your expenses, your finances, your sales? Um, is it refining the client journey? Is it refining your brand and your message because you've outgrown it? Is it having m- more meetings with agents and really articulating what you need and coming from a place of this is what this business needs to survive and this is what I need from you rather than coming from a place of fear and lack, which you know is unfortunately pretty common. So yeah, I just wanted to throw a few things out there today. I know that you know, some of them might hit a little differently depending on where you're currently at in, in the industry, on your journey with it, if you're um, looking to embark on it or if you're in it or if you've, you know, stepped out of it, which some people have in this last year. But I'm passionate about it. I've been surrounded by the industry for over 10 years. Um, I've worked in it. I support a number of women in it. And it's an industry that I know that has a huge impact. There's a huge value and a need for the service. And it has helped, you know, and I've seen it time and time again, it's helped a lot of vendors and agents to actually earn a lot more money from their properties to make them more marketable and to really, you know, drive that appeal to the property. So it's one that we want to be around for a long time to come and we want it to be, you know, run by really successful business owners. I know I've said women a lot because predominantly the ones that come to me are, but I know that there's some wonderful men um, out there in the industry as well and running these styling businesses or husband and wife or, or lots of teams. But I want it to be an industry that supports these women and men and that they feel confident in, they can run long-term, they can actually support themselves and they can actually make a wage because it is physically, mentally, emotionally draining business and industry. It can be like, it takes a lot from you there. It's, it's not for the faint hearted, like what, when you're, you know, there's a lot of lifting and physical work. There's a lot of travel. There's a lot of dealing with, you know, clients' emotions and, you know, very difficult situations around moving, not to mention sales with agents and buying and stock and logistics and dealing with removal companies. Like there's so many moving parts. So I think it's time to have a little more compassion for our fellow stylists, because if I hear one more time, oh, you just fluff cushions. Yeah. I'm not even going to say what I was going to say there because, oh my God, like it's not okay. And, uh, it's a business that does so much more. And the women and men that do this are so multi-talented and multiverse. You've got to be in so many different skill sets and so many different areas. So I think that they, you know, deserve our love and respect and acknowledgement for the incredible work that they're doing and the way that they're supporting our communities. And I love seeing the mums out there that are running these beautiful businesses. And some of the women I know are single mums, and this is what's supporting them and it's fueling their passion and, and taking care of their children. And it's incredible to see. So yeah, I just wanted to share a few of my thoughts in what I've seen. I'm sure there's many more things I could have touched on, but I just wanted to just, you know, off the cuff, have a chat about it today. 
on on what I'm seeing and where I think the industry you know, needs to change. And I think that there's a lot more that we can do around pricing and conversations there and um, acknowledging the value and being confident in the value of that you're delivering rather than always trying to be the cheapest. And um, because there's no, there's no skill in being the cheapest, like anyone can be the cheapest in anything. But to me that that just says, I don't value myself and I don't have confidence. And I'm really nervous in what I'm doing. Not that I'm proud of what I'm doing or I'm really confident and comfortable in it. And if that's you, I want to support you um, because we want that to feel different. There's no judgment on that. It's not a, you know, you're ruining it. It's just a, if you're feeling like that, I can, I can see why. And I've, I understand that and I want to help you. So yeah, I'd love to hear if this resonates and if there's anything that you, anyone wants me to share or do a follow-up episode on this one. As I said, it's just my first thoughts and the 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 big challenges that I'm seeing. And um, yeah, I'm just going to leave it there, put this one out there and I guess see what lands on the other side. So uh, take care until next time. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Please DM me on Instagram at life and business in flow or leave a review. If you could go one step further and subscribe or share today's podcast on your socials, I'd be very grateful. Until next time, take care and thank you.